0: Today's episode of the Masked Man Show is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can check out the Bill Simmons podcast, which had special guest me, the Masked Man David Shoemaker, on Monday's show talking about SummerSlam. There were other guests on there, too, but, you know, I'm the one that matters. Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, always a good time. They had a good SummerSlam show uh, preview show last week. Uh, The Watch, the Ringer MLB show, Binge Mode Harry Potter for all you nerds out there. The Dave Chang Show, House of Carbs. Larry Wilmore, Black on the Air, One Shining Podcast, which is kicking ass right now. And of course, my other podcast, The Press Box, which is available on the Channel 33 podcast feed. So listen and subscribe to those wherever you get your podcasts. Now, with the damn music. What's going on, jabronis? It's pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Russ
1: Battle Season 1 champion, Michael Lynch. The king of sad Stop. The Silver Lake Heartthrob. It's Trey Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. It's
0: your girl, WWE Superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks.
1: Hey, this is WWE Superstar Braun Strowman.
0: My name's Kevin Owens. I love Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goof I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening yeah, you're, to this. You're listening to the Masked Man, the the Man, show. The the Man
1: the show. The Masked Man, the Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show.
0: Welcome to the Masked Man Show post SummerSlam spectacular. I'm joined here in this very, very scary kill room in Brooklyn, New York, by my dear friend Dan St. Germain, the King of Sad How are you doing? Da-da, Dan? Da-da, da-da, <laughs> da-da. But it's cool because it's the Shields music this time. Um. Listen, we have so much to talk about this week. We got to so talk about SummerSlam and NXT and, rap and Raw and SmackDown. Fire. And, it's going to be like part of the interruption. Uh, you've got a personal story that's kind of funny to yes, tell. Yes, we'll tell Before that. Before we get to any of that, um, we got to talk about the biggest news of the week, which I wrote about today. Uh, believe it I wrote, believe it or not, I wrote two pieces in the past week. So um, uh, I'll expect to see my my bonus check in the mail soon, Sean Phenasy. Uh There is... Uh, the coolest thing that could have possibly happened, and I didn't even know how cool I, it was going to be until I saw it happen right before my very eyes at RAW, was that um, the Shield is back. The Shield is back. The old
1: school Shield is back. The Shield reunion that happened this past fall to sort of short yeah. that that does not exist. This is the no. real Shield. This is the we're taking on Ryback Shield.
0: Yeah, this is, I mean, they might as well put on turtlenecks. This was the very throwback shield. Yeah, Uh, it was awesome. It was really, really great. Yeah, I feel like the one from last, uh, I mean, the one last year was a little bit, it was just like three old buddies getting back together for like a fun weekend in Vegas. But it wasn't yeah. like they weren't moving back into the dorm, it, you know, and this is a like, full on yeah. back. Like we're we're back. We're, you know,
1: like like this fall, it felt like when Triple H and Shawn Michaels got back together yeah, for the ba- with the glow sticks. I was yeah, thinking with the, the glow same sticks. thing. It didn't really feel like an actual reunion. But now, you know, I was talking to somebody um, about this. I was talking to uh both friends and uh people within WWE and I had said Okay you got is, friends we understand man Yeah I've got a funny. lot of friends man I don't want to brag but it's quite a few a four <laughs> uh but this does remind me of the Dusty versus horseman angle. With Strowman being dusty. Yeah Strowman being a monster dusty and the shield being the four horsemen. Uh huh and uh I, I
0: I I just love it. It's funny because I think I wrote <laughs> I think I, I'm pretty sure I wrote in the not too distant past or edited one of the two the idea that um, that Roman Reigns had accidentally become Dusty Rhodes because he was on, yeah. he's he's been on a four three and a half year four year quest to become the champion and he looks unbeatable each time except for that horrible match at no mercy last September Roman Reigns. No, I'm sorry. I meant Braun Strowman. Yeah, Braun Strowman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, Ro- but Roman Reigns had become his own little dusty because he kept because the entire storyline was his inability to win the title. It was right. more of a meta storyline. WWE, even sh- though he won the title at WrestleMania 32. Queen, yeah, but whatever. Pin, Triple H, even though that's like one yeah, of. The worst Triple H. Ever. Triple H, come on. Yeah, he'll put on um, everybody at this point, uh, including maybe the Undertaker. More on that later on. Um, but yeah, so I mean I guess for everyone that's listening to this knows what happened knows what's happened since SummerSlam or at SummerSlam, but Roman Reigns won mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. Yep. He against Brock Lesnar finally filled the the beast. Uh, before the match, Braun Strowman comes out and he says, I'm cashing Huge in this, pop. this money Everybody in the bank briefcase. Nuts. We run on on whoever the floor. wins. Yeah. By the way,
1: four managers at SummerSlam have the worst job in the world. Can we agree on that? Floor managers Not for the, you know the people who um, have to tell people to sit down. Oh, yeah, because like there's sometimes where they can't tell people to sit down, but then if somebody's sitting down the mid- I mean standing uh, up in the middle of the match, then they have to be like, "Hey, get down, get down." Yeah,'
0: It's just no, a, ter- it's a, it's it's a, a thankless job. job, and there's and always the one dude time. we had the one dude. there's always the one dude who just has an ongoing pro- issue with them. It's always like, oh, can yeah. you please tell that lady to sit down?" Yeah, it's always the sleeveless T-shirt guy, yeah, no matter what. It's like that lady's been standing up the entire time. Yeah, it sucks. Um, We talked about that. I mean, at WrestleMania, I had the same thing where there was like a family of four behind me who were like, we spent $40,000 for these seats. Can you please sit down? First off, don't
1: spend that much money on wrestling unless you're Paul Manafort. You know, like yeah. if you no if, for, if you
0: n- don't spend an amount of money where that you will have your heart broken if the person in front of you is standing up because they will stand That's up. That's just a general rule of thumb. Don't spend that amount of money.
1: Yeah. Don't spend amount of money to get your heart broken. That goes for gambling. That goes for <laughs> a wedding. Someone told me, I, I I this, someone told me a is.
0: story about Michael Jordan when he uh, I think when he bought the Bobcats or the, now the Hornets, he started showing up at the country club, like the the what, the Charlotte area country club. And he walked into the poker room where all these like genteel, you know, like businessmen were chilling out, playing cards or whatever. And he you sat see down them in the black Klansman. Yeah, thing. exactly. And he, and, and he just sat down and, 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 uh, you know, said, said he wants to play. He wants to play for money or whatever. And the guy across from him, who was like the local hero champion was just like, how much do you want to play for? And Jordan just looked at him and said, however much makes you nervous. <laughs> which is probably apocryphal, but it's perfect. That's Did it. Jordan don't win. No, I think the guy actually, won. um, but yeah, it's like, you don't, you don't spend that kind of money. All of that is to say we had wonderful seats, uh, on the floor that were, you know, somewhat obstructed wonderful, by tall wonderful people seats. on occasion, I but that's still, great. Thank you for bringing me. Yeah. It was me and you and, and Etienne, uh, my, my, uh, my little nine year old. And he, uh, it was his first pay-per-view and he loved it. Yeah. He had a great time. Um, it was it was a whole lot of fun, man. I mean, just it, it was it could it couldn't have been any better. But anyway, Braun Strowman comes out. Everybody goes nuts. Braun says, I'm going to cash in this briefcase on whoever wins this match. And then uh, he didn't get to do that because during the match, the match spilled to the outside. Brock Lesnar said, you know, I'm just beat him up for the heck of it. Gave him the F5, hit him with the briefcase. Yeah, I actually turned to you and said this the moment before it happened. I was like, Why is he bothering with the F5? Why doesn't he just hit him with the ring steps? Because it's not a DQ to hit someone who's not in the match, right? And then he did indeed get the briefcase and a chair and just beat him up. And by the way, like they should not let Brock Lesnar throw that briefcase, that
1: was the craziest thing. I was like, that He's done something somebody... like that
0: before. Yeah. Well, I've we've had the same
1: conversation, I forgot to look it up. up. So He was destroying Seth Rollins's car.
0: Maybe so, but he, he threw. He, there was another time where he threw something threw a piece of a car I that, think. if it if it had gone an inch the other way, would have literally killed a person in the audience. Which is like speaks to either how athletic or lucky Brock Lesnar is. I think both. Um. Anyway, he uh he tossed the briefcase, destroyed uh Braun Strowman, and then got in the ring with the chair, um. A little self satisfied, and then he got speared by Roman Reigns. Now, there were a lot of moments this weekend, like little tiny moments that deserve. That like, for whatever reason, I just wanted to stop, pause, push pause on the whole weekend and just, you know, like say I'm not worthy over and over again. Right. One of those was the super kick from Adam Cole to Ricochet that we'll talk about in a little bit. Samoa Joe's promo to AJ Styles during the rhythm of the match. The well, first time I've, I I've seen the a think daughter, AJ's daughter, saying "Daddy, you're bleeding," unscripted was maybe the was the maybe, maybe right. the biggest I mean, moment. That, that. that was incredible. But there were a lot of really small things. I want to hand out one of these like wrestling little things awards which is uh there's got to be a better name for it than that but we should make this recurring segment because there's all the little things are what matters. Um if you have any good ideas for this little award it's the t- the world's tiniest award. Um a wee award. I want to nominate Brock Lesnar getting he got speared by Roman Reigns. The chair that he was holding he flung as he as he was getting hit, but it bounced off the rope and landed back on his face as he's getting pinned, which first of all, had to hurt, even if it was like the lightest version of a chair falling onto your face. And then Brock had the presence of mind to brush to remove the chair from his face so that the pin would look clean. And yeah, you, they I would didn't be even on video that. it was. Really well done. Just go watch Brock. Just be like, what is this on my face? Oh, this shouldn't be here. And toss it off without looking like he was fully coherent or whatever. Well,
1: maybe he knows what he's doing when he's throwing a
0: briefcase then. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. So, Roman Reigns wins. The biggest boo of the entire... I, I, I will say, people were really into that match. Braun Strowman's presence helped a lot. There was not... Like, people weren't just, like, shitting on Roman the whole time, in, you know, in, in a way that they could have been. Although, they, yeah. they booed him when he came out quite a, quite a bit. But... The biggest boo of the night was not Roman's entrance. The biggest boo of the night was the when the show ending Chiron popped up on the jumbotron, and everybody realized that there wasn't going to be a cash in because from, when from where we were sitting, right, we didn't we thought Braun Strowman was still lying on the floor. Like it didn't really occur to us that like the cash in was called off. I thought the cash in would just be with a weakened Braun Strowman or something, right? You know? Right. We nobody, and I'm sure a lot of people in the arena. The biggest I've complained before that it's hard to one of the the only downside about going to a live show is you're not following along like you would be at home. You don't know what stories the announcers are telling on and on and on. The cashing in thing, both on Sunday night and especially on Monday night, was very confusing. And thank God I rewatched it because, like, I I especially left
1: especially Monday. I mean, I left
0: Barclays thinking Strowman had lost I, the briefcase.
1: Sunday it was a very weird and surreal moment in Barclays. I thought because people went ape shit when Braun came in. Then people were, and I had uh, me and me and Mike Lawrence, who's been on the show before, had an argument about uh, about this. And I, I see his point, where he's like, "Why wouldn't he make it a triple threat match?" That's the kind of champion he is. I argued that look, I mean, my big argument was, I had a kayfabe thing, which was like, "Well, he beat Kevin Owens." It's it's that you can look at it as a tournament, but um, I think the the bigger thing is, well, wh- what do you where do you go with Strowman as a champion? I'm not sure we have that answer yet. So I don't think you put the title on him yet. And I say that as like more of like a booker, not as, mm-hmm. as not as a fan, because as a fan, I want Braun Strowman to win the title and I want to leave a pay-per-view, you know, super happy. But as a booker, I'm like, this doesn't really make sense yet for him. Like what you're you're taking one of the most intriguing storyline elements that you could have for a couple months, especially when September and October are. Historically, pretty dead months for WWE, and you're kind of throwing it out the window if you put the title on Strowman mm-hmm. or you have him lose against Roman, you're throwing that out the window. So I understand why they did it, um, and I and I think that I I in kayfabe I can respect the fact that that briefcase is actually got a contract in it, and yeah. you you can't just go I want the match, you have to present the briefcase. So I accept Sunday. Monday, although it was the mo- it was probably the greatest ending of RAW that we've seen in years. That was way more confusing um, because I was like, "Oh, like we left, like you know, me and I went with Dan Soder and and Jay Anderson." <coughs> name drop. Name drop. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm big into that. Um, although my name drop references are only like, you know, people who are like, uh, like, like. Uh, I, i've never like john legend it's just a people who are a couple steps above me in my career um <laughs> uh, you know
0: other but, people who have done the george lopez show yes, that's exactly. basically i the, I, mean, I haven't even done that that's what
1: makes them a co- no it was actually a great time and, and thank you uh dan for hooking up the tickets um and uh check out big j's album and bonfire all that i'm giving them all the plugs right now but uh at the end of the uh at the end of the show you know, like we 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 had left the arena thinking, okay, Braun lost his cash in, and uh, and that's it. And that's the end of right. the story. And that's an interesting story to tell. And now we're kind of setting up a Dusty versus the Four Horsemen, but then realizing that he hadn't done the cash in. I I don't know. It seemed I th- a little. It, it
0: was a couple of de- degrees too cute. So you covered the rest of it. Roman wins the title. Yeah. We show up for Raw, and then they they basically set up the same way as they ended the the night before. Braun's now going to wrestle Finn Balor. Finn Balor deserves the shot. And Braun says, I'm going to... Which a big kayfabe problem with that, which Cage Side Seats kind of pointed out. It's like, why wouldn't you wear the
1: demon makeup for a universal title match if this thing is...
0: It's not a pay-per-view. All right. He's not that mad. He'll wear it later on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when the monster and the demon
0: turn. up. In kayfabe, I feel like that works even better. If you know that in kayfabe that you are better... With the makeup on, you then you basically give yourself a second chance. It's that like you don't even need to lose the title and have the automatic rematch. If you get like, if you do like well, a B, if you do a B plus without the makeup, Which that match was all, well, that, was, that was terrific. It was. If you can do a B plus with the makeup off, then go to Stephanie McMahon and just be like, hey, listen, I got really close. You know, if I put the makeup on, I'm going to do better. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Anyway, but I, but I agree with you. Um, so, uh, they have a great match, uh, uh, arguably one of the best match of Roman Reigns' career. Roman and Finn have great chemistry. They're really they're, chemistry. they're very good, and and so they have a wonderful match. Roman's beat up. Strowman It comes down the. I mean, Strowman coming in basically spelled the end of the match. They Finn got a little bit of an upper hand, but it just messed up the flow enough that Roman got the win. Strowman comes into cash in, then the Shield music hits. Um. And they came out looking like the old shield. They didn't come through the crowd, but they were dressed like the old they shield. They were
1: dressed like the old shield and they had that like, I'm going to take you out, look, rather than like, hey, we're your three co- We we're, we're your 3 top company guys and we're here to beat your ass. Yeah. It was more of like this is a we're here to now take over the WWE, you know.
0: It felt very NWO. Yes, it did. It felt it felt gr- I mean it felt like all this it was Despite the fact that we got a reunion of the Shield last year, despite the fact that we fantasy booked the Shield reunions every 5 seconds. Yeah. This was I wrote this is what I wrote about today. This was the last big surprise that we might ever have in pro wrestling. I don't know. No, not that, big, but of David. that level, man. I mean, of that on now, that now you got to get clicks on an article. On but that, Jesus. I don't even think that was the headline. <laughs> there's nothing there's never there's never I mean, when the Shield debuted, we like ninety-eight percent of the people at SummerSlam when it was at twenty twelve. That's been a long time. It's been a while. Had or no Survivor Series twenty, but like ninety-five or nine to ninety-eight percent of the fans had no idea who any of them were. You had to go on YouTube and search the letters FCW to figure out who these people yeah. were. I guess there was NXT there at the end, but. This was like, who the fuck are these dudes who are running in and destroying everything? There's never going to be anyone who shows up, and w there's never going to be anyone that gets a push of that level, who we Ain't n- Brock who- Lesnar? No, no, no. Who we've never seen before. There's never going to be who is this monster that I've never heard of? Come on, I, I I don't know about that. I think
1: that's what I think. I mean, they look they they didn't put Braun Strowman in NXT, and I know he came in kind of with like a whimper by joining like. The Wyatt family, which had been already
0: reconstructed and and pulled apart at that point. Yeah, I think that the only time we would get it is if, if the guy like Braun Strowman popped up. They kept him off NXT TV, shotgunned right. him into a title a title match against like if they did Kane versus the Undertaker with Strowman and his you know and just some other big dude. Sure, but yeah, but that, that dude's not going to be good. If that dude no, were good, I mean, we would have already be like heard of Like the Great him. Collie with Undertaker when he came out, you're like, holy shit, who is this guy? And yeah. then you see him work, and you're like, oh, all right. For payoff, why? I mean, I just think it was it was so awesome when they came out. They're back together. I don't even know if their faces are heels. I don't know if it matters. I don't think it does. I think that now
1: there's a really interesting dynamic, and that you're going to be, it, you know, you know, it kind of reminds me of 1997, like before DX became full heels in the Austin run when it was like Hart Foundation versus DX versus you know Taker versus Austin, and there were all these kind of rival factions. And I think when you see, you know, how popular the Bullet Club is, that's really the that that's
0: really the way to go nowadays. You know, like like go with factions. Yeah, I agree. I think my biggest, if I want to make one point that's not um, as much of a hot take, is that was the last surprise we'll ever have in pro wrestling. Uh it's that I think I said I said this last week. I've definitely been saying this over the over the past couple of weeks in in conversation. Is that I said this on Bill's pod earlier this week, the Bill Simmons podcast, a wonderful podcast. WWE has actually learned, despite the fact that they've been pushing Roman Reigns. Talk about name drop, by the way. He's my boss. I can't I have to say his name. I'm contractually (laughs) obligated to. (laughs) Despite the fact that WWE has been incessantly pushing Roman Reigns for three and a half, for more than that, four years, five years, however long it's been. To the, and we're and, and fans boo it, fans are mad For at as it. as long as the Vince McMahon and, saw the first season of that, Game of Thrones. And that they consistently are aware of that just enough to put the brakes on the push at the last minute to avert going off the cliff, but that they continually then try to reboot, oh, we'll build him back up with some high-quality matches. We'll start him off at the bottom. We'll book him as an underdog, all this kind of crazy stuff. But they won't give up on the project. Despite despite how crazy that seemed over the years, WWE does seem to be learning from their mistakes with Roman Reigns. They don't stop pushing him, but they're learning. And I think that's why like that's why Braun Strowman doesn't have the belt right now. It's probably why like Braun Strowman didn't have the belt six months or yeah, six months ago. But it's yeah, I mean, it's... they're they're being cautious with him. And if you need more evidence that they're learning, Roman Reigns is now back with the shield. That's wonderful news. That's, That's a best case I mean, scenario. That, that is the best
1: case scenario. That's better than
0: him with with Heyman. Absolutely. A hundred percent. With Heyman, it would have just been confusing. By the way, not maybe not as Heyman Heyman was there. Heyman was sort of behind the shield, according to like a very brief moment in K Yeah, he paid
1: him off. But that was the thing that, that that kind of fucked with the shield run because they were all about integrity and then
0: Heyman paid him off. Well, everybody's got a price, as some as a wise man once said. <laughs> Um, so anyway, that's the coolest thing that's ever happened in the history of pro wrestling where
1: the, but I, can I just heart back to Sunday night at SummerSlam? The Barclays reaction was super interesting because they were so hot for Braun, and then they realized that cash wasn't what well, cash wasn't going to happen. And they did boo the logo. But then when they came back, I heard multiple people say, well, at least the Brock stuff is done. Yeah, There was like a palpable sense of relief leaving it mm-hmm. and not just disappointment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and I think that there was, you know, it, it, I said this on Bill's Pod. There, there were that was not the ending that I that they were planning on for Sunday night. I liked mm-hmm. the way they ended up doing it by kind of stretching that shield thing out tonight too. But it was going to be a big, I think Ronda Rousey was supposed to yeah. come beat up Brock. It was really
1: a 12-hour SummerSlam. No, no, Slam. no, that's true. That's what... That's it was. A, yeah, it was never.
0: It, it was very, very Because low. SummerSlam, SmackDown, and Raw so, were all the same show. Let's Speaking of 12-hour well, SummerSlam, cool. let's go through the entire weekend. We gotta, we're going to hit on these, do quick hits Real all the way through hits. to make sure we get everything. Before we get there. Okay. Before we get to WWE SummerSlam, mm-hmm. Friday night, I did a little thing with Rosenberg and uh the Apparently GP huge guys. Success. You were waiting in line for autograph. You had the opposite experience of of what you were treated. You get you were granted a hero's welcome. The greatest thing about the entire night was not saying that heel Rosenberg, but um it's always nice to see Deverstein and Greg and all the rest of the crew. Uh the best part about the night was that like three different people Came up to me to tell me that they love my other podcast, The Press Box, in which Brian Curtis and I discuss like politics and sports media, yeah. which is really but just amazing. I was joking with Brian that like people saying I like, I love The Press Box is the new I read your book, where I'm just like, oh my God, that's so sweet. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, I yeah. can't believe it. Anyway, moving on. While I was doing that,
1: I was granted a childhood dream, a boyhood dream, to quote Shawn Michaels, to comment my first wrestling match. Joey Janelle is lost in New York. First off, I can't put over the promotion enough. It was a great indie show. Uh, Joey knows what he's doing. The, uh, the The room they used in I think it was the Melrose Ballroom. It was a terrific spot. It looked like a like a Ring of Honor show. Um, so yeah,
0: Joey Janelle always puts
1: on good shows. He always puts on a good day. show. So uh, before I started the match, um, I. Uh, you know, it was kind of like a, it was, it was just a crazy situation. I also found out I was out of a job. So it was like a really weird match. And before I started the match for backstage, I'm like basically seeing all, all the things that I've wanted to see in my life. I'm seeing wrestlers rehearse matches. I'm seeing legends that I've always looked up to. I, I had an awesome conversation with a uh, PCO and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm seeing freaking you know, the Sandmans back there. And, and Johnny Gage, and Sebu, and they're all like really nice to me. And uh, Matt Riddle, I meet Matt Riddle, who I think is going to be like Keith Lee, the next big thing. And I'm watching all these wrestlers. I met ha- I met Hakushi, uh, who doesn't you know speak English that well, so it was a very short meeting. And then he went back to his phone. But uh, you know, I was back there and.
0: I was. Wait, I, Hakushi went back to his phone. Yeah, he kind of went back to his phone. Maybe wouldn't he that was be, just
1: working a gimmick. He wouldn't that be to great to, to find the, out that like, all of those, Supermark. all of
0: that tattoo or whatever, like ink work all over his body, all those years were just like writing down people's phone numbers. <laughs> and then smartphones came out and he just he realized he had wasted yeah, his t- Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to do this anymore. I don't need to do this
1: anymore. I didn't need to be notary public before <laughs> I fucking went out on stage. <laughs> so. He did not tell me Hakushi was there. That's yeah, funny. he was there. Really nice guy. So I'm backstage. First off, I'm like, all right, I got to, you know, I'm, I, I really don't know whether or not I'm color or or play by play. I also don't know whether I'm heel or face uh, announcer. So the outfit that I come up with is, in hindsight, I thought it was so cool. I wore this, like, cabbie hat, aviator sunglasses, hair slicked back with, like, with, like, m- like the kind of moose and dapper Dan from A Brother Where Art Thou. And a leather jacket. And I'm like, I look cool as shit. And a tie. In hindsight, I looked like a very professional Uber driver. <laughs> uh, and before I go on, before I start commenting, the only thing they tell me is have fun. Um, and, you know, do not announce the fact that Sabu is going to be there. And I said, of course. Um, Sabu like, is a special surprise. the a special surprise. I, I believe that... Uh, you know, uh, Ming had to attend Jin the Anvil's funeral, so he couldn't be there, which you know, sad condolences to that family. Um, so I get I get on the commentary. I'm like, uh, and and right before I got on, they were like, okay, you're gonna do this match, and I think it was like Chris Dickinson, but I called him Dick Christensen, I think at one point, or Chris Dickinson. I he must get that. Bruce Teddy Hart. I, I, you know, uh, and the the one, you know, before I get on commentary, Sandman had just in a spot where he hit somebody in the kendo stick. And the whole time backstage, Sandman and Sabu were catching up, right? And they both have names that start with S's. So I guess my brain, like during the match, I was trying to, I made a joke and it wasn't that funny of a joke, but I was like, hey, if you want a beer, Sandman's over at the bar. But I didn't say that, David. I said, if you want a beer, Sabu's over at the bar, which to be fair, nobody really noticed some live commentary. I get off. I'm like, you know, I made a few botches with the guys. That guy's name and in, 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 up front, but I, you know, I thought I did a pretty good job first time on commentary. Got a, few, a couple of good tweet, tweet, tweets about it. I get off stage. Uh, this dude uh, comes up to me and he goes, "You blew it!" And I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "You you blew you blew Sabu!" And I'm like, "What do you mean I blew Sabu?" And he goes, "You said Sabu." And I said, "Oh shit!" And then I realized what I had done. I'm like, "No, I meant Sammy." And I actually. Said, Sabu, they were hanging out with each other. And then I look at my text, and the guy who was promoting this guy, John Carl, is a really good dude. I just, in caps, he wrote, Sabu, don't mention Sabu. And I went up to him, and I was like, I don't know. You know, it's like one of those things where you're like, <laughs> I didn't really mean to do this. I go upstairs, and Joey comes up to me, and he goes, did you blow it? And I'm like, what? I meant to say, Sandman, and I said Sabu. And he kind of, like, laughs it off. But then I look around, and there's all oh, these wrestlers. I'm like, they're going to hear about it. I- I'm gonna, I'm going to get my ass kicked. So I grab my duffel bag filled with shit. Your regular, cl- your street
0: clothes are in this duffel my bag. My street
1: clothes are in this duffel bag. I'm wearing a tie. I have aviator sunglasses and my hat on. Instead of getting my travel money for the show, I run out of the back of the auditorium, <laughs> hail a cab, and just tell them to speed to my apartment in Manhattan because I'm terrified that I'm going to get <laughs> like beaten up by Sabu. So Uh, it was like wise move, I think, probably.
0: I mean, it was great. Yeah.
1: And then I I, I forget what I ate. I ate something that night where I just had diarrhea all night. Uh, (laughs) I was like, I'm going to get over this by having like a a whole Papa John's pizza. And it was just like the absolute opposite of of a dream. It it was very much like I remember (laughs) when Matt Dodge, um, I think that's his name. Uh, fucked up that punt for the New York Giants when they should have won that game against the Eagles. No, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, it, it, yeah, was, so it was you, very much that you moment. The, you're the lonely kid. And I reached out to Joey, asked him if he want to be the podcast. I don't, I don't, I, he, I, he, he just said it's cool. So I, I told you
0: told me the story, and I told you to bring Joey
1: on, bring to get jo- his perspective.
0: Well, if there's anything that there's I really can do, a perspective, if I, I, there's just, anything that I, I could do, do, could I to, to help right. you? It would be to have Joey Janella on the Masked Man show. Right. I would exactly. love to have Joey Janella on the Masked Man show. Yeah, you
1: should come on, Joey, and, and make fun of me for the performance that I gave. But, you know, I, the point is is that I will never be a wrestling commentator. My dream is completely dashed. Um, I'm stuck with being a stand-up comedian and writer, you know, and you know that could end at any moment, uh, and I could be working at a Cracker Barrel. So mm, it was a real— Cracker Barrel's reaching a little bit high. Yeah. <laughs> I could be working at a Waffle House, yes, and then can. maybe
0: I'll serve wrestlers because they always like to get grilled chicken. You could be the manager there. at the Waffle House. Thank you. I think that you. I think that your future is more like in the managerial role at a shittier place <laughs> than like a waiter at a at a mid tier. Well,
1: I place. feel like I should have been started at like that's the, maybe I like I should have started at an F D F E W FVW hall or something that was a little less high profile to
0: call match. You're calling. But either way,
1: I'll never be invited back, and I'll I, you know and and. Due to, uh, you know, some of the shit I've said on this podcast, I'm never going to be called up to WWE, so, oh. you know, ultimately, um, my, uh, my uh, the dream, uh, you know, not to quote Martin
0: Luther King, but the dream was deferred, David Shoemaker. I'm- <laughs> After that entire story, I like that you managed to make a Martin Luther King joke. <laughs>
1: my story about Joey Janela is similar to what the Civil Rights Movement, it is not, uh, that's not. Please don't get angry at me. Uh, uh,
0: I will no, say I, this. I will say this. On the way I, in. On, I, I totally fucked it up. That's basically it. On the way in to SummerSlam, we got uh we, I got a, a um, we got postcards from Create a Pro Wrestling Academy, which yeah. is Kurt Hawkins wrestling school out, out on Long Island. Um, yeah. It's good for them. They were able to like let that happen. Oh, no, no, I mean, I think I've, everything I've heard is it's, it's, it's a good spot, but um uh, on the back of the post, the first, the first front of the postcard was like, "Come be a wrestler, right?" Yeah, They're like train to wrestle. The back of the postcard was like, "Also, you can have your kid's birthday party here, and like they can <laughs> be the champion." Yeah, that's I'm thinking that we could work you. We all I'm saying is like, <laughs> we'll get you. Wait, so
1: we make Etienne the champion, and I'm we'll able get, to call we'll it.
0: We'll buy Etienne a birthday package <laughs> and let you call it just to get your get to get your but confidence I can't back. Work up.
1: Blue, yeah, yeah, that's a good. You know, I, I also heard that there's some, I, I was talking to um, my buddy and he was telling me that there are some places where you can actually, for your bachelor party, do like a Royal Rumble and, and some of the local wrestlers will like come in and, and you can run a Rumble. But yeah, maybe I, maybe I get my shot that way. I feel like Bischoff has that story about how he auditioned for WWE and did the, anyway, I shouldn't do it. Any Anyway, I'll also be on the road and I'll start doing drugs again. So it's like, it's probably not good for We've me. We've got a lot
0: to get through. Okay. Sorry. You wanted good, to hear the story. I did want to hear the story. And I, I guess I told too much of it. Everybody wanted to hear that story. It was phenomenal. Thank you, Jim. Jim, we're going to start running through the rest. I don't have to be anywhere until about midnight, so I think we're going to be good. He may fall asleep. But before we get to the rest of the weekend, here's a quick break to talk about the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Everybody knows about the risks of drunk driving. You could get into a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's a person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives every year. Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet, too. You could get arrested and incur legal expenses. You could even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver or call a taxi. If someone you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but one thing's for sure, you're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Learn more at NHTSA.gov. That's So the weekend began with NXT, the Earth, the official WWE whatever weekend. NXT Takeover Brooklyn, um, Undisputed Era beat Mustache Mountain. Yeah, not not too surprising. Great match. Who we saw at the bar the other night? We we went to the we did not go to the like the hotel bar. I think the hotel bar was closed, but we just ended up at a bar with. Like the dudes who you would expect to see at the bar. It was that we didn't talk to them or anything, but it was the nicest little like I marked out when I left. I said,
1: Great job, it, Guys, to Mustache Mountain. Oh my God. What yeah. A fool. Well, I, Mustache I'm Mountain really was there.
0: Finn was there. And Bray and Braun were there. The, I like saw the, the, fi- the, the five dudes thing. who you would expect to be drinking on a Sunday night. The coolest thing was when Braun walked in and Bray
1: was there and Bray shouted from across the bar Hey, only one top guy allowed at this bar. And then they looked at each other, laughed, and then hugged. Like it was an action movie and the
0: two guys got That's together. Fantastic. That was awesome. Um, Velveteen Dream defeated EC3. There's a lot of weird Velveteen Dream rumors and whatever else going on right now. I hope that... I hope that everything Call is him up, him. Vince! No one's getting called up. I theorize that people might get called up after SummerSlam. I have... I believe it. I believe it now to be the case that call ups aren't anywhere you are, aren't going to happen. They don't soon. need call ups right now. Um, Ricochet defeated Adam Cole. He's a new North American champion. What a fucking match! Great match, and it wasn't too long.
1: And uh, what are the coolest spots ever? What's that super kick uh, off of moonsault?
0: Unreal. I. That, I mean, Etienne, like, I watched with him. We both just, like, marked out in my, like, I was, like, replaying it in the living room. Everybody, like, my fiancé comes in. Everybody's going nuts. That was one of the craziest moments. What incredible timing. And he's just, Ricochet's just too good. He's just, he's gonna, he's amazing. He's another one of these guys, like, he's on the list with, already, with AJ Styles. No, 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 no. not sure things. He's on the list with AJ Styles and, and Samoa Joe of, like, the fact that he wasn't in WWE three years ago is just stupid. Yeah, I mean, he Five could be years their ago. new Rey Mysterio, I think. Um, uh, Kyrie Sane beat Shayna Baszler to become the new NXT Women's Champion. Great finish. Yeah, that was a fun one. And uh, uh, Ciampa, T- Tommaso Ciampa beat Johnny Gargano to retain. Not their best match, but immensely entertaining. And it was my first NXT
1: live match, so fuck you. I had a great time.
0: And did Gargano actually get hurt? There was a lot of weird kayfabing yeah. coming out of this card. I mean, that's that's what I, I've heard. It was really good. Wasn't super, it wouldn't surprise me those guys put each other through hell. Yeah, it was It was a really, really fun match. And I'm, I'm wow. I mean, those guys could just wrestle forever. It's so crazy that that is, and I, this is what NXT is. I mean, it's just nuts. Yeah. I love it. I love it to death. Um... Well, an hour of TV every week, and you know, only four pay-per-views a year will will get you excited about a product. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I mean, imagine—I w- I was saying this over the weekend. Imagine the shit that WWE would have gotten, and they probably would have fucked it up somehow. But imagine what, what would have happened if, like, they had to—if d- they—if they had had like one of the three guys in their one of their the main event of their biggest show get hurt right before, and they just wrote him off really quickly, and he got beat up in the parking lot angle. Oh, and they, and they just been, went ahead with the match. People con- got
1: pissed when that happened with Austin.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: I mean, if it was an hour a week, Roman Reigns would be the biggest things in sliced bread. They're an incredible
0: advantage. Let's move on to um, this actual SummerSlam card. I'm skipping the pre-show, sorry, B-team at all. Uh, Seth Rollins over Dolph Ziggler, really fun match. It was really cool, and then there was a nice little match on Monday Night Raw with with uh, with Ambrose and and Ziggler. Slow in the beginning, but it really caught. Piss. But who knows if that even matters way now? Than SummerSlam match from. Two uh, years who knows ago. if that even matters now? Because the Shield is moving on to bigger and better things. Unless unless Ziggler and McIntyre are now Strowman's friends, they could be. I think I think the way to go is I mean, first off, like Ziggler and McIntyre been
1: off the hook with this gimmick, but uh, I I think that. The way to go is the demon and the monster have Finn and Braun team up to take on
0: the shield. That's interesting. Um, Some people have suggested that they, that he recruit like the authors of pain just for like sort of like an all monster unit. Yeah, I don't know. Um, They're too, they're too much like the shield. It's true. There'd be a lot of, there'd be a lot of pockets in that. There's too much tactical gear. Yeah, It Um, it would just seem like everyone
1: was paintballing. It's true.
0: Uh, I have one idea, a little bit okay. outside the box. All right, I think that they should keep Braun solo for a while. And I let him I and let him try <laughs> maybe by maybe Survivor Series, per chance. It would be useful to have you know there'd be a good team versus team setup going there. I will say there are two guys in the WWE universe who just lost tag team partners to injury, uh, and I'm speaking of Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt. So, so you bring back the Wyatt family. If you're if if you're staring down the Shield, the, the Shield all of a sudden, oh, I can take Roman Reigns, and the Shield reunites to make it impossible for you to beat him. What makes nothing makes more sense than like calling up your old buddies and being like, let's get the band back together.
1: Well, I think that um, Bray, I think that's a good move because I think ultimately you want to put the title on Strowman at Mania, and. The match that the uh, shield had with the Wyatt family before WrestleMania 30, I believe, was 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 incredible. Um, And I think Luke Harper does need to turn face. I think that that's his next move. Um, And I think that in that match, you have a you have maybe a Bray turn on Braun and then you have Braver's Braun until we get to WrestleMania and then you have. Braun versus Roman again, and maybe
0: or whoever's the WWE. champion at that time. I don't know if you heard that the Dan St. Germain lost his writing job. He mentioned that earlier in the show. <laughs> WWE, call this guy. Offer him lots of money. No, I think that's no. a good idea. Anyway, um, the New Day uh, beat the, the Bludgeons by disqual. I like, by the way, that everyone's just officially calling them the Bludgeons now. People all, all like yeah. the WWE employees were just saying Bludgeons now. All the dirt sheets, everybody else is just saying Bludgeons. Uh, the the bludgeons lost by DQ and then on then uh, Eric Rowan hurt himself as I just mentioned and so on Monday night they, they or Tuesday night they dropped the belts officially to the new day via a very impressive across the ring elbow drop through a table by Xavier. Yeah, Rose. really fun match. I loved it I, And actually, I, I kind of I kind of like match. the subtle. I, I like the yeah I know. I like the sort of meta angle. This isn't meta in the sense that it's outside the ring, but that like. Every combination that they are usually, you know, usually when they try to figure out who's going to wrestle for these big matches, Big e's always a part of it because you want the strength component to the tag team. But it actually just worked out better when they didn't try to match strength with the Bludgeon Brothers. They just like.
1: Yeah. And through. it also put those two over and it gives like who not who's Nakamura going to face for the U.S. title. Well, I know Big E mm Hmm. Oh, that ribs joke was really corny. Come on, guys. Uh, we let the New, gay, new Day get away with a lot of, way with the you lot of shit. You just called them the New Gay. I am not homophobic. <laughs> that was a That was a. a Sandman
0: really, Sabu slip-up. Yeah, if podcasts <laughs> had existed in, like, 1991. That, that would have been a huge laugh. Oh. That would have been, like, a Jerky Woo. Boys laugh. Woo! That not old, woke Saint Germain. Oh, man. Um... Braun Strowman beat Kevin Owens in about 15 seconds. That was uh, in a match that existed. I mean, there was two ways it could have gone with it, not just win or lose. It was they could have made the match matter in and of itself, or they could have had it just to acknowledge, just to remind us all that the Money in the Bank briefcase exists, and then they chose plan B. It was okay. They did a really good job on this very long card of keeping the show moving. It was too long. It had too much stuff. But the pacing for what it was was really good. There were short matches. There was a big moment in every match. There was a chance to sit down and rest. A chance to get up. I mean, a moment to get up and pop. It was. It was well done. All right. Moving on to important things. Charlotte Flair beat Carmella and Becky Lynch to win mm. the women's championship SmackDown edition. Then Becky beat her to a pulp afterwards.
1: To a huge ovation. We're gonna
0: take a little pause in this. The, the, the straight up rundown. To just talk about Becky here. I mean, Charlotte's never not been over. Right. But there comes, and she's not, she that. doesn't have the, she doesn't have, she's the, not over as a face. She's she never, she doesn't over as have a face. the Roman Reigns baggage though. No, um, she doesn't. That, that she, even though she is sort of in a similar position, we decided to make, I mean, she is their champion. Yeah. Now, and they're now, gonna now go that Ronda Ross, Rout- no matter what with it. Um, But she's never gotten booed for just getting pushed. Um, But, man. No, but it's been a very tepid
1: reaction to whenever she's gotten boo- pushed as a face. She's gotten a good reaction being pushed as a heel.
0: Okay. I think that's fair. But, Uh, Becky Lynch is still a little bit of a revelation, only because she was—I mean, smart fans were calling her just like corny six months ago. You know, she was just doing this like real pure baby face thing. I mean, the steampunk thing uh, always—I don't think anybody would. People always bring up the steampunk thing, but I don't know—that's like a thing. It's just like she wears those clothes anyway. um, I will say this: years and years and years ago, whenever the whenever. The women's revolution started. Well, when 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 Sasha and Charlotte and and uh, Becky got called up from NXT, I remember having this conversation back on Cheap Heat with Rosenberg and Greg, and I said, "If Becky, like I thought, Sasha Banks was a sure thing. She's had some issues reaching. She still she still is. Charlotte was already a sure thing." Um, but she's she's lived up to her potential and will keep on growing and growing. I was like, but with Becky Lynch, it's interesting. And I said, like, whether or not Becky Lynch gets a chance to really shine Mm -hmm. is going to say a lot about how committed WWE is to women's wrestling, right? Because Becky Lynch was never going to be Charlotte, and she was never even going to be Sasha. But she could be, like... It's like if men's... (laughs) If 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 the men's wrestling, if men's wrestling only got to do one match a week or two matches a week or something right. like that, Daniel Bryan would have never gotten pushed, right? Because they because he is would, the Daniel Bryan, right? Of that and division. that's what it, it, so and what Dan, and Daniel Bryan. It's not just that Daniel Bryan, you know, like the the front office didn't like him or whatever, but it's just like he would have never gotten into the top five, and that's the you know the top five would have always been the very competent, good wrestlers who were a little bit taller than him, you know, or whatever. It's yeah. just you gotta. And and I thought Becky was just the sort of interesting character that she, they could really do something with there if they were interested in developing personalities and, like, spending time with characters. Yeah. And if the division grew enough so that Sasha and Charlotte and all the other ones would have their space, but Becky would get it too. Finally, they've gotten to a space where Becky has... Uh, uh, they've gotten to a place where Becky has that room to maneuver. And it's really weird because she was beating the shit out of Charlotte on Sunday night. The entire crowd was chanting, thank you, Becky, and just, like, egging her on. They loved it. And I was like, well, this is clearly a heel turn, but WWE is going to hear this, and they're going to be like, well, we can't just present her as if as a heel the next time she comes to the ring on at SmackDown. Mm-hmm. At least not this week, because she's here in the same arena where everybody's cheering her for being a heel. Yeah. But, of course, they did. They did, and the thing is like
1: all the gripes at the crowd, people kind of didn't really pay attention to her going after the crowd, but everything else she said as a heel rang true to what the WWE fans felt about her. So of course they cheered her. And then, you know, it was cool to see that they did the pull part that they usually reserve for Lesnar versus anybody. Um, I, I think that shows a commitment to women's wrestling, but, uh, yeah Charlotte's a heel man and and Becky's a face and and and, and you got to make that you gotta make and, and a lot of people love that promo online but and the promo the it promo was, was, really great. Just was really good Becky story wise it just doesn't work particularly well
0: it's just she was saying why were you guys like booing me when I was beating what'd she say she said something she said a couple of things that flew in the face of reality yeah she was like you guys were cheering Charlotte when she won but you never cheer me and it's like no the whole entire crowd was going ape shit when you were beating her up.
1: Yeah, it was that. That was there was a huge disconnect there, but I do think you know there's there, there's certain writers in the wrestling community who
0: blame that on Vince, and uh, man, maybe they're right. Well, well, i I'm Okay, not sure. the that listen, wrestling needs to be reactive. Wrestling needs right. to be to to respond to the fans. We all know this. But this is not necessarily evidence of them just, I mean, it's not, like, that's not the only thing. And it's not evidence of being, of being, of, you know, bad writing. It's also, I mean, the plan for Becky to turn heel at SummerSlam and the plan for this to be a really necessary moment of evolution of her character. Yes. Yes. Was not. Definitely they they didn't decide that. That they they rewrote a lot of the script the day of the show. They didn't decide that the day of the show. This has been the plan for over for a month, probably a lot longer. So, like, there's something to be said for reacting to what the crowd is doing and and giving the crowd what they want and and right. being flexible. But much, but more important than that is that Becky was never going to amount to anything. Well, of intra interesting. If she kept on just being a goofy baby face who like Instagrams Mad Libs about how her day went, right? right. So she, some of those were fun, by the way. No, no, they're great. But that's like, but like that, those Instagrams were her ceiling. Like her, those were the right. coolest it things was, she would do in was a month. It like
1: a Zack Ryder type situation. Yeah.
0: So she need she needed this. This was the plan. They the, just picked the, the wrong crowd, baby face. Yeah, the crowd didn't go along with it, right? No, because... Well, they're also in an interesting
1: predicament because their plan did work with Rousey. She is over as a babyface. You know, she's still not right on no, the no, mic. No, let's just talk
0: about that right now. Uh, we're probably going to mess up the order and Jim's going to get mad at me. Um, I think Jim's already asleep. I don't think Jim's there at all. All right, let's talk... Let's, let's, let's skip ahead on the SummerSlam card. Ronda Rousey beat Alexa Bliss in a relatively short match that made great effect of Alexa Bliss's double-jointedness. Um... But then, yeah, My only problem with that is like,
1: all right. Well, we already know that that's a gimmick. So, how are we supposed to believe it really hurts?
0: Uh, good question. Um, and then she celebrated after the match excessively. Some would say excessive celebration. Some would say that would garner a flag in the NFL. I thought it was nice. I said, um, that I mean, I, I yeah you know, yeah that my opinion was that. It was just really authentic, and it was really real. And there's a lot of people saying that she, you know, is not a. She was. She decided to be a UFC fighter instead of a wrestler, and that means that her loyalty is not to wrestling. I think that's bullshit. I think any. I think if she's that excited, she's running all around the arena. That's cool. Maybe it doesn't jive with her character of being a monster, but like, her character is being Ronda Rousey. So why doesn't, so let her do Ronda Rousey thing. Yeah, I was totally fine with that. I, I think that there was some. I think it looked worse on TV. I, the, the reaction, my, my perception is that people who were watching at home were a little bit more finified. Yeah, by the only people
1: who we got were. booed were the Bella Twins, which are, which is hilarious because then Brie Bella got cheered on SmackDown when she saved her husband from the Miz and Maurice. I
0: think they were just booing the artificiality of like, everybody getting the all my friends getting the ring. And it's like three people who, who, two of whom you don't care about. Yeah. Storyline wise, storyline wise, guys. Um, but you so know, Ronda I, wins. Hey, but, so, but here's the thing:
1: there's a chance that a a, a woman's championship match is going to headline the next WrestleMania. I think there's a good chance. I think it's probable that it's going to happen. So,
0: so listen. But but taking this on. back to the Becky conversation, WWE did listen in this case because they knew that the they knew that the potential for the fans to turn on Rousey was coming. This is all this. At this point, is speculation. Some of my some of my speculation is informed. This is not. They knew that, that that the crowd that that Brooklyn crowd might boo Ronda on Monday night, and so they instead of having her face her next challenger who might get cheered above her, yeah. they let her arm bar Stephanie McMahon. They made Stephanie the heel. They had Stephanie come out and do her whole thing that always gets booze from the smart crowd. She's Ste- so good. At Stephanie it. sort of taking credit for the women's division. Yeah. And then she told she just but she was healing. I mean, she it, she slowly revealed that she was playing working heel. Rhonda came out and did a little thing. It was a little bit corny. Everybody get up on the ring and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, everybody was like, well, she did put people over. She put over the Sasha Bailey
1: match, which I thought was cool, especially since, you know, like a lot of women were hesitant to, to support her when she came to WWE. Yeah. So you I know. think that, I
0: think that the I think that the error in that I feel segment. like I'm being more of like a company guy a company than show. you are my I know episode, I think it was smart I think it was a smart move I think that the error in that segment was that we spent the first 5 minutes of that segment being really mad about the Ronda Rousey era because even though that it was like a swerve that it was all Stephanie's idea and Ronda didn't like this this ceremony we still had we were still we were still simmering in WWE is giving Ronda what no one else has got gotten. We were still simmering in that for three minutes. Now I know that's what pro wrestling is, but it's like, it's like if you, it's like if someone's throwing you a surprise party, but they like, they decide to like cover it up by like just having you sit alone at, like and sad at a restaurant for five minutes. Well, that's before... my.
1: that's every Friday
0: night for Right, me. but like, even though you're happy when everybody shows up or jumps out and yells surprise, you were still just really sad for five minutes and it takes a while to get over it. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah, but man, that's entertainment. You're right. You're right. Anyway, so that happened. I just watched the
1: best movie of the year Who last we night think? and it
0: fucked me up. What was that? First Reformed.
1: Have you seen that? Uh... No, Same I've heard there, it's great. Hunter. It's great. It's 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 dark, though. It's it, it'll, it'll ruin your night, but it's still a great movie. Um,
0: I thought you were going to say The Happy Time Murders. No, no, I haven't seen that one yet. I heard it's not very good, which is disappointing, because I like anything with puppets. Well, I love Melissa McCarthy, but, you know,
1: it. I think it's always hard to uh, blend children's stuff and comedy together. Like, like they tried that with Death of Smoochie, and it t- didn't totally work, although
0: it had its moments. It's just... It's just a hard thing to... They try to... that with pro wrestling a lot, too. Yeah, they do. See how I bring that back around? So anyway, who do we think Ronda Rousey's going to fight at Hell in a Cell? At Hell in a Cell? And we got a paper per I don't know up. if we she's going to fight champion. in Hell in a Cell. No, not in a cell.
1: But no, but at, I don't think at she's going to fight at Hell in a Cell.
0: She has to. She just came out and said
1: she's a fighting champion. Yeah, I don't know why. I just don't think... I think that they're going to make a big deal out of who she's fighting at Evolution.
0: Which oh, I, that's right, because we're doing three pay-per-views at
1: They're very smart right now and that they're promoting, you know, with the Triple H Undertaker promo, which I thought was a good promo, but, you know, really, it's, it, it's, again, it's, it's, it's again, it's, like, the best they could do with that. Yeah. So, you know, like, that's what it you're felt right.
0: like. And, again, not to rant about expectations versus reality or whatever, like I just did, but I will. I, I spent the first five minutes... No, I spent literally the first two and a half minutes of that promo thinking it was off the air because when Triple H comes out in a suit and says, yeah. what a great weekend we've had, that's generally just a the live crowd. Well, I guess he's a face now because of NXT. Yeah, no, but they've done that before. They'll just send him out into Barclays, and he's like, how about this weekend, right? <laughs> and then you get popped, and then he's like, and now... Like, everybody cheer the, you know, the Hardy Boys or whatever, you know, and it's, and right, then he's never actually on TV. But so I didn't realize he was really cutting a promo in a suit. Um, but yeah, that'll be fun. But that, so that show is going to be big and expansive and utterly meaningless. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely
1: one of those, it's, it, it'll, it'll have less meaning than Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, which did have some meaning
0: despite the bizarre circumstances surrounding it. Yeah, Um, Australia doesn't have any crazy laws prohibiting half the roster from wrestling, do they? I don't think so. You
1: know, sometimes you know they don't have uh, exactly you know the greatest social history record either.
0: But I mean, it's no, it's 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 apples and oranges, apples and oranges. All right, good. Um, Samoa Joe beat AJ Styles uh, by DQ at SummerSlam. They're back at it as of Tuesday night. That this feud's not going anywhere. These two guys are two the two best wrestlers in WWE. <laughs> no, the two, they're not. Not not like wrestler like Belle, Debe- But like, who is better than them? Well, if I will star- say if you were starting a promotion,
1: this was a situation where most smart marks were wrong. And I, I know AJ Styles. This is the first great match he's had since the Brock Lesnar match. Uh, they booked the Nakamura feud in a New Japan type style mm-hmm. where the best man wins, which you can't work. That just doesn't work with WWE. It really doesn't. Yeah. You have to have some story. And they kind of went to the oldest story in the book, which is you go after the man's family, which they've been doing forever. And it works great because AJ's able to play that character in a very realistic way. Um, so they, they used old style wow. wrestling. Yeah. And there's something really I, booking I, on that. Yeah. And it's a, it, this is a situation where, uh, where you can, you can like talk about WWE's flaws all you want. Okay. But they tried something different with Nakamura and AJ and they're like, okay, let's do a ring of honor, new Japan thing. And it just didn't work for the company. And now they're like, all right, we've got to have a story. Let's go to the oldest story in the book. And it works flawlessly. And part of that is because Samoa Joe's a great pom- promo, yeah. and part
0: of that is this is a real character that AJ's playing. There's also, like, sitting at home watching this, like, you know... Like, if AJ Styles were the heel, if a- if you were in a bar, and AJ Styles started saying that your wife or your girlfriend is gonna call him, is gonna, like, be coming home to him tonight, you would, like, no matter who you are, you'd be like, I might get beat up, but I'm gonna go punch AJ Styles for saying that, right? Right, right, right. If Samoa Joe were in the bar saying that this this is what makes it so terrifying, you wouldn't get out of your chair. You'd be like, all right, well, here's her phone number. Just you know, you'd be like, my wife's gonna if leave she's me. It, that's fine. B- she's because gonna leave I'm me. so just scared. Give her a good wife. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's you're not gonna do anything. So yeah, incredibly compelling. I don't know. We got to do a fantasy draft. We got to get some other guys. And do, just we have do to talk, that.
1: don't we have to talk about Danny Bryan Miz? Before no, 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 no. We're
0: not done yet. Okay. We, that, right. That's later on the card. Samoa Joe. Oh, okay. Over AJ, I love both these guys. I think I said I wrote in my piece last week. This is like HBK versus Steve Austin, except you know they're wrestling for a secondary belt on a secondary show.
1: Yeah, I don't really see the comparison, but I uh, I think you're a great writer, David. They
0: have the talent of those guys. They're not as over as those guys.
1: Do you think they have the talent of H- HBK in his prime and Steve? Well, Austin? HBK
0: wasn't in his prime, and neither was Steve Austin when that was happening physically. AJ Styles. Is the best wrestler, and he's like
1: forty. He's he's pretty good. Yeah, he's great. He's top five. I mean, Kenny Omega is number one. But
0: <laughs> what a mark! <laughs> Anything that happens in the Tokyo Dome is better than the stuff yeah, that happens over yeah.
1: here. And I'll put my eight stars behind that.
0: We're Dude, Kenny Omega is like five is foot four. Kenny Omega, Kenny. Yeah, he's I mean, not five foot four. Kenny he's Omega is significantly me. shorter than AJ Styles. I Ke- mean, I don't think that's true. I think, we'll I, think Gargan- I, I think Johnny Gargano. I think. I think Johnny Gargano is is that is, is that's not true. I think Johnny Gargano I'm just saying if we're counting really short guys, then Johnny Gargano is one of the Once best wrestlers it, in the world. This is this is all about who's tall. If that's the case, then the oddities should be the fucking shield. Um yeah, I don't disagree with that premise at all. Anyway, someone put up a funny picture on uh Reddit or something this week because uh Drew McIntyre and and um Dean Ambrose are listed as being like like one or two inches apart, according to WWE.com. And when they stared down outside the ring the other night, actually, I don't think that was on Monday night, they were like clearly four inches different. I'm not sure why you were lying about Ambrose's height so much more than we're lying about Drew McIntyre's height. It used to be the opposite, right? right. Like if you were over six five, you were a seven-footer. But the rest of the guys, you might would get an inch or something, but not like a huge amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all that said. I love Kenny Omega. I don't want to have there be any question about that. Uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan, they wrestled. They had a great match at SummerSlam. They had a very good match. I don't know about a
1: great match. Miz beat good... Daniel Bryan. Yeah, using the brass knuckles trick, another oldest. You know, I could have done for a jazzier finish, but then, you know, look, if you guys are looking for, like, a, a, a five-star Tokyo Dome match from these guys, it's just not going to happen. Just enjoy the story. That's why I was excited that they didn't put him in Hell in a Cell. And they
0: made it a mixed tag match because I'm like, right? We got we got the the Daniel Bryan. We have the wives are involved. Yeah, Daniel, it's all about
1: the story. It's not it's not going to be about that. The wrestling is always going to be good because both guys can wrestle, but it's about the build up. Daniel Bryan and, and promo Brie Bella
0: versus the Miz and Maurice. Who, and the, yeah, Both of them are pretty Miz. recently removed from having kids. So that's a little bit weird. Um, They're not wrestling while pregnant. That would be weird. Um, and also the worst episode of real sex ever no, no. Uh, but no this is great it is I'm not sure I'm not sure this is where I would have how I would have booked this but whatever I'm along for the ride I'm glad they're still going because uh, these two guys are the best they're just the best Finn Balor the demon surprising the demon beat Constable Corbin and the entire purpose of this match was to remind people that Finn Balor dresses up as the demon and to give him an opportunity to do that on the big stage, remind all the kids out there who he is. I think that was, if that was the point, they did a good job. Um, Nakamura beat Jeff Hardy. Um, Nakamura is moving on. Jeff Hardy is um, beating up Randy Orton now. Yeah, I thought that was done well. I, th- um, I think this whole new Randy Orton character, you
1: know, is it's, it's better than what we've seen of him.
0: Sure. We talked about Rousey defeating Alexa Bliss already. And then we talked about Roman Reigns. Defeating Brock Lesnar. Dude, we just got through everything. I think we impressed. I'm very impressed by how we handled this podcast. Was a lot... Was Kurt Hawkins getting a moment on Monday night a cool thing to do for the local boy, or was it just further indignity for Zack Ryder because he never got that moment? Really. Cool moment. Huh? I'm going to go with... Uh, it was a good moment. Former and be an optimist. Um, Authors of Pain against Titus Worldwide again. Oh, what's going on with Titus Worldwide? Is is t- is uh, Apollo Cruz like gonna ditch- during that
1: segment? I was buying two desserts at the Barclays Center, so I bought cheesecake and ice cream. It's not a good move. I uh, but I popped a lactate shortly after. Not to get too <laughs> personal.
0: So like before the match, uh, they like Titus was backstage and he was like, and he ran into uh to what's-her-name Dana Brooke and Apollo Crews and he's like where have you guys been and they were like kind of flirting and they were like oh no we were just going over strategy so I don't know if they're about to ditch him or what the story is but you know something's gonna happen
1: he's not gonna be like the weird married guy who gets jealous when his friend meets a girlfriend that character I don't think it's
0: ever existed because it doesn't make sense I I I think that's where they're going with it um let's see I asked you, so who's Ronda Rousey going to fight at Evolution, do you think? You keep saying that. I don't... No, no. I said oh, Hell oh, in a Cell oh, well, at Evolution. Right. Who's next in line? Are they going to do mean, the Natalia
1: thing? I, I don't know if you can do that just yet with the emotions surrounding it. You know, I, the obvious answer is Brie Bella. Um, I mean, Nikki Bella, sorry. Uh, because Nikki gets natural heat. I would say that that's the obvious answer. But you, it's hard to do that without Brie in her corner. And then take, you know, and then really take her seriously as an opponent. You could do Az- uh, uh, Azuka again, Asuka? Jesus, Azuka. She's over on the... SmackDown. Yeah, but does
0: it matter? It's like a, it, it isn't it like well, one like thing the that that ceremony series? in the ring made clear was that there's really as as many women as there are wrestling, and how great that is. It's not like you don't quite have enough to surround a ring on I mean, each show. You could do Sasha Banks easily, but then they would kind of bury a feud of that.
1: Down the road. I mean, the easiest answer would be Natty Neidhart but at this point, it would have to be a face versus face sort of thing. Yeah. Which I, I honestly think for her character could be good. Um, if it's just like Stephanie trying to get them to hate each other the whole time, uh, just because it would be good to see her in another match that's competitive. Because um, I don't think she would. Yeah. She would definitely not squash. Natalia. And then Natty
0: and the Bellas can turn on her, and uh, then Ronda will have to get her old friends, the Four women to come up and help.
1: Yeah, but isn't the four horsewomen of the WWE supposed to be like Becky? Well, but they it, in,
0: really in MMA, Shayna Baszler.
1: Well, I know that, I know that, but I'm t- I'm talking about in WWE. Wasn't yeah. the four horse four horsewomen supposed to be Charlotte,
0: Becky, Bailey, Bailey, and Sasha? Yeah. So I, they can't really do that anymore. I don't think it's necessary to do horsewomen versus horsewomen. Anyway, moving on. That's yeah, gonna be fun. Um, what are do they doing
1: in the Survivor Series?
0: Isn't it crazy that. That the uh, that Scott the Dawson and Wilder and the B team are still the tag team division and, and I think that's going to
1: change very shortly. I think that um, if I was going to make a conjecture and and again I have no insider information. I don't know if you knew this, but after botching an indie promo, uh, they don't really give me a lot of inside information. Uh, but I think the smart move would be having McIntyre and Ziggler, uh, Ziggler take the belts off them on the next Raw and have the Hell in a Cell match be for the straps. Um, and then you put the titles on Ambrose and Rollins, so you get that cool image of everybody in the Shield having belts again. And then they're really running that brand.
0: But then, so so Ambrose, I mean, so Rollins gets two belts. Rollins gets two belts. Ambrose gets the tag title. Get, fuck, give, give him the hardcore title, too. Bring that back. That'd be great. Um, yeah, Ambrose has done a really good job of helping his friends get belts, but he hasn't really gotten much out of it yet. Not yet. Um or is the that the story that the creative geniuses at WWE have been plotting all we'll along. See. Uh Stephen McMahon Newman fired Kurt Angle or no no, put him sent him on vacation and promoted Baron Corbin. Which
1: is kind of cool because Kurt Angle may now have a chance to go on vacation. Where do you think Kurt Angle vacations? You think it's like an Atlantis type thing or he, like a Margot Island in Bahamas, or you think he goes into the woods or just stays home in
0: Pittsburgh? I think I think Kurt Angle like goes back to Pittsburgh and like wrestles D one college athletes. <laughs> You're probably right. I he's can do he's this. just like just go just go hard on my neck. <laughs> I want to make sure I can still take it. Clearly,
1: they're like setting up probably for like a him versus Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble or something. Once his really stuff. That that's what I would think if if the rumors are true that The Rock is coming back and the Rock and Reigns match doesn't happen and it's Rock and Lesnar. Or the, the, I definitely think we're seeing a Lesnar angle match for oh sure. God. If they're doing the fifth fucking Triple H Undertaker match, but that's just a know, throwaway at Super Showdown.
0: Yeah, but I think that they're gonna build. All this right. is a of all of these throwaway. guys, The Rock. I love The Rock. Yeah, but he's only coming back for like five minutes. Lesnar, I don't know about I'm, that. Lesnar, whenever, I'm done whenever with. If a
1: like if a movie doesn't do as well as The Rock wants it to do, he's back.
0: He's never uh, going to be back full-time.
1: I would, have said, I would have said no after Jumanji, but I don't think Skyscraper
0: made the money he wanted to, so he may be back. What? The Rock can make more money signing autographs at trading card conventions than WWE could pay him. Yeah, but we'll get the direct
1: correlation between the fast franchises skyrocketing. No, you're right. we we'll right see. with that. It's just a good... I, I'm like just saying, I would show.
0: rather... I know this is controversial. I would, rather, I would rather have Batista back for six months even though he's turned to actually turned into the good actor of the bunch, then like the rock back for a weekend. I, I don't think that would move ticket sales. I think Batista is the one,
1: you know, it's kind of funny cause they, they both want opposite things. Like I think Batista wants to headline WrestleMania and have a program like that, but he has the real chance of winning an Oscar and the rock wants to win an Oscar, but he is, you know, he could be back
0: in any main event program he wanted. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, talked about the ending of raw which was the greatest moment and I, think, yes, I think you said the best, think he's oh, the best moment in wrestling is that good no Batista's fantastic i didn't say the best moment in wrestling history i think i'm looking at the transcript right
1: now no here. i said it in the last couple you years you said the
0: only thing that's better than wrestlemania 3 was the, was the shield coming out we all know the best moment in raw history was when
1: LaVarball Ball went up against the Miz and took mm-hmm. his shirt off. It was really good. That was really great and really uh, not at all awkward.
0: And we went through most of what's happened last night on SmackDown as we're recording this. I think the big takeaway is that nothing on the SmackDown side ended at rest, at SummerSlam. But it kind of uh, ended except, last night, huh? except
1: I mean the Miz thing didn't, but the New Day stuff certainly ended. No, nah,
0: nothing really ended. No, no, no nothing in, ended on Sunday. No, like, some ended of the on stuff has ended on Tuesday. Like Tuesday was just like this the third, the second act. Of all this that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, even when we got we even got the pre show continuation and stuff. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm excited. Adam Cole's <laughs> Super Kick to Ricochet is the best moment of the weekend. No, I like Dan's story and him eating lactate pills. Um, Thanks, Jim. I'm gonna Jim's go this is Mark. I'm gonna go with Adam Cole Superkick, uh AJ Styles' daughter. Brock Lesnar moving the chair off his face and the shield reuniting is my Mount Rushmore of things that happened this weekend. Can I say I didn't like him moving the chair off his face? You, th- you wish he would have left the chair on his face? Yeah. He's like knocked out. Like you get hit with the finisher and then you're worried about moving a chair off your face. You remember when TNA, when Sammy Callahan hit Ed- accidentally hit Eddie Edwards in the face with a bat and broke his face? No. That's uh, a great, you should Google that. I remember or- Cena getting his nose broken. This was worse because it was just dumb.
1: My favorite mom- moment of the weekend was me jumping in a cab and realizing that I wasn't gonna get killed. Yeah. But then it was also the saddest moment of the weekend. And the cab driver was wearing the same outfit. <laughs> yeah. He looked better in it though. Um, looked, I what it looked like like what what were those guardian angels, the Silva or whatever in New York City? Yeah, oh, Silva. Yeah. Kursliwa. Yeah, I always I always messed
0: that name up. But yeah, I, I looked like one of those dudes. Uh you know, he was married to a uh WWF women's wrestler. Oh, really? Uh, who's known as the Spider Woman? Oh, I
1: didn't the know that. The Spider Lady,
0: the Spider Woman. Remember when the Fabulous Moolah came out dressed as the Spider Lady? They, they called her both things, but dressed as the Spider Woman and stole the belt from Wendy Richter back in the day. Yes, I remember that. He's married. Everybody to her. thought that it when because you watch it now and you think, oh, this is the gimmick was Moolah was dressed as like Conquistador number one, like just like in like a fake mask gimmick. Right. She's actually had the outfit of a woman who was on the roster and it was this woman who was like a, like a karate expert married to Curtis or Sliwa or whatever his name is. I, you know, I always, I don't get excited now when I hear wrestlers
1: dating celebrities, but like when I heard like Jesse Bodiventura may have been dating Vanna White at one point that blew my fucking that, mind. Is that true? Yeah. That's, I, I mean, remember that's
0: that. I remember that. I don't that know if
1: it's rumor. true or not, but it's what, what a pairing. Um, They yeah. both still
0: look great. We got to get out of here. All right. Or we're going to get fired. But don't think hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not Googling this Hey, i got to promote something. God right. no. damn it. Yeah, no. no. Uh,
1: buy my album, No Real Winners Here. Um, it's, you know, all over the place. It's on my website, 800-pound gorilla records. Yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say. I have total 11 marks and all things comedy podcast. The new episodes will be coming. Um, it may be one of those things where I do like a short season, take time off, short season, take time off. But, you know, it, it'll be there. So, Yeah. And I'll be back here next week. Don't soak. good news so to about. me. <laughs> As he stares at me blankly. Now that the shield is back together, we're <laughs> never <laughs> breaking up. Who's our third member? Is it Kazee or Shilling? I don't know. We'll
0: have to see. <clears throat> <I'll> see.
1: <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jim Cunningham. It's Jim. <laughs> da-da, 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 <laughs> da-da. But it's cool because
0: it's the Shields music this time. All right, we gotta get out of here. Um Thank you to WWE. For uh, letting SummerSlam happen, for inventing that crazy thing, and for hooking us up, and they hire me uh, as part of the ring crew, huh? They hire me as part of the ring crew. Yes, actually, that's a terrible move. Don't do that. Um, I have to call
1: a task grab, and I'm fucking everything.
0: <laughs> uh, thanks to our heel producer Jim. Apologies to Dean Ambrose, although not much to apologize for this week. We'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. Later, Humanoids. We are desperately out
1: of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Masked Man Show. You, you
0: You blew Sabu. And I'm like, what do you mean I blew Sabu? Fuck you. I had a great time. Everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk. People can get hurt or killed. You could get arrested, incur legal expenses, or even lose your job. If you think driving drunk is no big deal, you couldn't be more wrong. Drive sober or get pulled over. Learn more at Nitsa.gov. That's N-H-T-S-A dot G-O-V.